each evening from December to December. Before you drift to sleep upon your cot, think back on all the tales that you remember of Camelot. Ask every person if he's heard the story and tell it strong and clear if he has not. Christian Cargill Radio Show. Don't let it be forgot that once there was a spot for one brief shining moment. Shining moment today on the Christian Car Guy. <laughs> that may sound a little bit gloomy, um, but we're not home yet. So, you know, I have been thinking about this all week. And I want to turn that saying around today a little bit and look at it with some hope and with some joy for one brief shining moment that was known as Camelot. You know, when was yours? When was that shining moment in your life that changed everything? And I'm going to bet you there was a brief shining moment in your life when there wasn't one. I've got Jim with me today, Christian, with Benchmark Auto Sales. And Good Jim, you, you had one in your life, I'll bet, or several. Oh, yeah. I've had, uh, well, I've had moments that were bright and shining, and I've had moments that were uh, not as bright and shining, but, but certainly... Uh, <laughs> You know, I like to look back on the bright and shiny moments. Me too. Me too. And just think about it. It kind of changed everything for Henry Ford at one point in time. He had a brief shining moment that decided bicycles weren't for him. And I don't know if you know this, but it's true. David Buick had a patent on the porcelain that made toilets. <laughs> wow. He was fair, phenomenally wealthy over toilet manufacturing <laughs> before he ever made the first Buick. You know, that's kind of fascinating. But he had a brief shining moment, and all of a sudden, everything changed. Well, understand with me for a minute, and, and John Eldridge teaches this, and I think it's so powerful when you begin to dig into it, that all the great stories get their power from the gospel, right? Think about it. Think about the story of Camelot. What happened? King Arthur... Right When he was Arthur, he had to pull this sword from a stone. And he was the only person, he was the chosen one. It was in the prophecy that there's this one person that could pull the sword. Well, in Revelation, right, isn't there just one person who can open the scroll? Where do you think they get this stuff, right? Where did the power come from, the, the great stories? Well, see, when you take this scene that I I, I do another show called masculine journey and and this week rodney one of our good guys was doing a show on patterns of faithfulness and he took this scene from the movie excalibur and as i heard it i know i'm staying a little bit of the show for this week in order to use this clip but as i heard this clip i realized how clearly the brief shining moment was for arthur's night here when he gets knocked off his horse so now i want you to think about 
St. Paul for a minute on the road to Damascus, right? <laughs> he wasn't on a horse. But if we take this particular character in the story of Excalibur, he is very upset because King Arthur is king. Because he didn't come through the, you know, he didn't get Pharisaical training. He didn't, he didn't learn how to be a Pharisee. He didn't know all that stuff before he got to be king. <laughs> he was a squire, right? And, and he wasn't a knight which was a big deal to these guys. And so this guy, when, when Arthur pulls out the sword, he's like, put it back in there. You're not, you can't be the guy, right? And so he starts to fight him. He becomes his enemy. And he was hunting people down. <laughs> Sound familiar? This is all and, and here we have this scene that I'm going to play for you where Arthur jumps off a bridge to knock this guy off his horse. And you'll hear the scream as he knocks him off the horse. But then what you don't see is he, he's, he, the guy screams that I'm not going to serve you if you're a squire. And he says, you're right. I'm not a knight. And he takes out Excalibur and he hands it to the guy and says, knight me, which obviously the guy could chop off his head, but that isn't what happens. What happens? I want you to listen to. Swear faith to me. And you shall have mercy. I need battle lords such as you. And I will not swear faith to a squire. Never! Never! You're right. I'm not yet a knight. You, Irians, will knight me. That is night tonight. I can't offer you mercy. What's this? What's this? Keep it, Yorians! In the name of God, St. Michael and St. George, I give you the right to bear arms and the power to meet justice. That duty I will solemnly obey. As night, and king, I never saw this. Rise, King Arthur. I am your humble knight, and I swear allegiance to the courage in your veins. So strong it is, its source must be Uther Pendragon. I doubt you no more. So as you listen to that scene, I want you to, again, think about your own story. That's where we're going with this, by the way. <laughs> the guy's name is Urian. So when he says, keep it, Urians, that's actually, um, I'm trying to think of the, the wizard in the story of King Arthur, um, Merlin. It's Merlin that's saying to Urians, keep it. And he's saying, keep Excalibur. Because if you're king, if you want to be king, which Urians did, you got to keep the sword. <laughs> but see what happens here, right? Now, how many of us want to be king? I'm just saying. <laughs> we get knocked off our horse, and this guy hands him the sword, and he says to knight me, and then he sees something. This is the brief shining moment. He saw something in Arthur's eyes. He saw something that said, this is the guy. This is the real king. And he, and he says King Arthur, and he swells loyalty to him. So the question is, 
for you that I want you to call in and share with me is when did that happen in your life? When was your brief shining moment that changed everything? Because when all of a sudden you're changed and you're following the king of kings, your life changes in drastic ways. And I want you to call in at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And yes, this has to do with cars, and we'll get to all that in a minute. But right now, I want you to think about your faith. And I'll share my story. See, I, for years, as you might imagine, all I wanted to do was sell cars. And to be king in my world, you had to sell a lot of cars. Uh, I was the general manager of Crown Honda Volvo in Chapel Hill. And, you know, I kept my job only if I could sell a lot of cars. And so I studied, did everything I could possibly think of to figure out how to sell more cars. So I bought a, a tape set back then on cassettes of The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. It cost me about 100 bucks <clears throat> because I figured I need a positive attitude in order to sell more cars. Who wouldn't think that? Right. And well, <laughs> when you listen to the set, the first thing the guy says is, if you want a positive mental attitude, you need to get up an hour early every morning and read your Bible. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> you got to realize, you know, this isn't a guy who's going to church or praying. Not, there's no faith in, you know, and I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? Get up an hour early and read the Bible. But, you know, I'd spent a hundred bucks on this tape set. And if this is what it's got to take. Okay. I think I have one of those that somebody gave me years ago. And so I found my old Bible because, you know, you can't throw one of those things away. (laughs) Still had it from I don't know how many moves. And I get up an hour early and he says, oh, by the way, you got to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what it means, which turned out to be sort of critical because it took me a lot to figure out what in the world it means. And so I faithfully did that. And I started reading Genesis, and that's good. You know, a lot of stories in there, Very, it kept my attention. Then I got into Exodus, which sounded, started out good, but then you start talking about fat around the kidneys and, man, making all these sacrifices, and, and I'm losing it, and I'm asking, I'm praying, God, you got to show me what this is. If, you are, if there is a God, I have no clue why I'm reading this in order to sell more cars. Well, they say the Bible is canonized because that's true. There's this cannonball that's going to knock you off your horse. (laughs) (laughs) So I get to the book of Job. You know, I figured it was going to be about patience, right? Because that's what you've heard all your life, the patience of Job. And so as I start reading this and God allows Satan to kill this guy's kids and take all his property. I mean, this ain't no way to sell cars here, God. I mean, I'm just, you know, this is what I'm in the Bible doing. And oh my goodness, I was on my high horse. And you're going to find out how I got knocked off here when we come back. So stay tuned. So much more Christian Car Guy Show. I know you got a story. Call us 866-348-7884. The rain may never fall till after sundown. By eight, the morning fog must disappear. In short, there's simply not a more congenial spot for happily ever aftering than here in Camelot. Yes, you're listening <coughs> to the Christian Car Guy Show, and today's show, one brief shining moment. And I'm wondering if you can remember yours. And if you can, we would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. And the reason why I think, you know, Richard Burton put this very well in the beginning of the show where he said, 
Each evening from December, December, before you drift to sleep upon your cot, think back on all the tales that you remember of Camelot, meaning the kingdom. Ask every person if he's heard the story <laughs> and tell it strong and clear if he is not. Think about what, what that is. That's the gospel right there. That's it, witnessing. I mean, it really is. That once there was a fleeting wisp of glory called Camelot, right? Which was, you know, a brief shining moment. And that shining moment was Jesus on earth, on the cross, and how that worked out in your life. Well, so I can finish up my story so you can call in with yours because I'm seeing that the lines aren't lit up here. And it's 866-348-7884. But here's the end of mine. So I get to Job. I am really trying to figure out how you sell cars from Satan killing this guy's kids, taking his land, his wife telling him, curse God and die. And then, just to add insult to injury, these friends show up and you go through chapter after. Now, just think about this from a heathen's perspective, right? I'm reading these chapters of these clowns telling Job all this stuff, man, and I am just, I am ready to explode. And then God shows up as you recall in the end of the book of Job, and God doesn't answer anybody's questions, by the way. I love this. I just love it. He doesn't answer anybody's questions. He just turns to Job out of the whirlwind, and he says, hey, Job, you know, pull yourself up for your, by your bootstraps here. I got a few questions for you. Now, realize that here's Robbie, and all of a sudden I realize that God's asking me, I've got a few questions for you, Robbie. Can you make it snow? You know, show me. I'm in, I'll be impressed. Bring the tide in just one time. <laughs> right? Can you stick a hook in a behemoth, whatever the heck a behemoth is? And I, I'm like, what? And that was my shining moment. You see, I realized, oh my goodness, I can't make it rain. I can't even begin to, you know, it, all these things are way out of my league. And I realized what God was telling Job is, if you can't do all these things, what makes you think you understand? <laughs> you know, and I realized that his heart was good somehow in that. And it helped me to, to accept Jesus as my savior. In other words, that was, he knocked me off my high horse because I thought I was God. And in this case of, you, I guess his name is Urians, he thought he was king, Right. But when he really looked into the eyes of the king, he knew he wasn't a king. Well, you get a good look in the Bible, and I can assure you, you will figure it out that you are not king. But we have Sarah in Port Orchard. To get these stories going, you got to call with yours. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. 866-34-TRUTH. We have Sarah is in Sarah Little. Linda. Hello, Sarah Linda. It's a double first name. It yeah. is. <laughs> okay, now I I just I'm just got real excited listening to this because uh, I had you know I, I there's a brief shining moment that it doesn't just uh, uh, start with one, but but my first one was when I couldn't read in in the first grade because I had so many nightmares about death and there's uh, things that have contributed to that. But a, a lady in the neighborhood offered to teach me to, to read. Otherwise, I wouldn't go in the second grade. And she led me to the Lord. And, oh, that was a shining moment. 
and 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 I just uh, went on with joy after that. And now, with uh, that, uh, wait, uh, hang on right there, Sherilyn. I mean, in that beyond cool, that what Satan meant for evil to terrorize this little girl so that she couldn't sleep. That That's God right. God used it for good that that this neighbor would lead you to Christ and give you some defense against that 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 is a bright shining moment isn't it <laughs> that's wonderful well, i i i got to fast forward to uh just a brief uh till the end of another shining moment i just got last weekend but uh, uh i i did fine except uh i didn't have a i had a dad that was a militant atheist and my mother was mad at god so i didn't have any church experience and and uh that uh, I had a wonderful walk as a child, just knowing uh, I had a friend with me. And then uh, I kind of lost the way after when I got into uh, uh, secondary school and things went wrong and so on and so forth. And then uh, I, I had, oh, I, I had a, I really uh, did very well when I went to college. In fact, I found that I was smart and I was so, I took every course I could. And uh, that were, I, I had an art major, but I was an art major, but uh, I took all those preliminary courses, you know, re, uh, uh, memory courses of things I was really wasting wow. at it. So can and, you, and then I had stroke. Because we only, we only have about a minute left in this segment, okay. Sarah. You were going to so fast forward to one, yeah. Okay. To now, uh, your car guy show. And life has had its ups and downs and things like that. But uh, this past weekend, you know, I, I've all bent over, and I use a, 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 a walker that's it, a three-wheeler, and I just use it And I, when I go to church. It's like, I, I, you know, I say, well, this is my, my motorcycle, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I can't have a Harley um, sound on it, but... I use it. Well, this last weekend, I'm getting so bent over, and I used to, I would I'd take laughter and song as my get up and go, and and the Lord, of course. And this last weekend, I I used to joke I was the leaning power of pizza, pizza, and you know just to be, make fun of the way I am. And this last weekend, I'm the leaning power of pizzazz. That's Sarah Linda's brief shining moment. What about yours? We need you to call in and share 866-348-7884-866-34 Truth. We got Susan in Winston-Salem. We got Jim Christian here from Benchmark Auto Sales. We need your story. 866-348-7884. Each evening... From December to December Before you drift to sleep upon your cot Think back on all the tales that you remember Of Carmelot Ask every person if he's heard the story And tell it strong and clear if he has not that once there was a spot, right? You just can't help but stay on with the rhyme. We are talking about one brief 
shining moment today on the Christian Car Guys show. My co-host Jim Christian here is with Benchmark Auto Sales in Winston-Salem. And we were talking during the break that, man, well, there, there are brief shining moments that happen every single day if we could just see how God interacted. <laughs> and and I knew you were at the auction what, on Thursday. You go on Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Thursday. And, it, and I know I've had this happen where for some reason God kind of says buy that car and you're like I don't buy that kind of car but you bought a Honda Pilot like that I well I bought a Honda Pilot that I had not thoroughly checked out beforehand which I'd never do except this time clearly I did and and I have no idea what called me to buy it but uh, I bought it I love it I drove it home I took it to my mechanic to have it uh, you know reconditioned and of course the maintenance bill was astronomically high because I hadn't checked it out but but it is a great car it's going to make somebody a great car and um see what I I I think about all the cars I bought at the auction over all those years yeah and I just have this sense of somewhere somebody was praying that God would get him the car and so in order for that God sets all this stuff into motion he puts something on your heart to buy a car that unbeknownst to you will meet somebody else's need i was telling jim a story i bought this dakota one time and i didn't realize it didn't have factory air conditioning and it had no air conditioning installed in it at all and i was just beside myself thinking i've made the worst mistake of my life i bought this dakota without air conditioning and i go back to the parts department i'm trying to remember the name of that old parts guy he was so much fun he was a great guy and i was like man i've just made the worst mistake i bought a dakota without any air conditioner and he said, what year is it? And I forget it was, like a 91 or whatever. And he said, oh, I've had this air conditioner on the shelf <laughs> for years. You, I've been praying that God would get rid of this air conditioner for me. And it was, the, and it was what, are the, what are the chances? You know, so we have Nancy has a bright, shining moment for us in Everett, Washington. Nancy, you're on the Christian Car Guy oh, show. Yes. Good morning. Yes, thank you. Um before I go into this, I just wanted to say how much I thoroughly appreciate. I mean, it was inspired by God that you have this association of Camelot with sharing the gospel. I mean, that's just powerful. So, thank you. Oh, it's, for not it's only beautiful, isn't it? being uh, available, but also then running with it. Um, and also, before I start my shining moment, I just wanted to say. Um, that I worked 11 years in service stations. Really? And so for that part of my life, um, I was really in tune with different cars and just identification and what they, you know, what they did, what they didn't do. Anyway, um, and so I've just, even though I'm not, I could care less about cars today, except that, you know, my car that gets me to work. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> but I happened a couple weeks ago I happened to see a mint Mercedes station wagon in the uh, driving through a, a, the parking lot of a, a grocery store that I frequent. I'm assuming it was 60s vintage. Right. I had never seen a, a Mercedes station wagon. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the, you know, Mercedes. It, you couldn't miss the, you know, emblem in right. the back. Anyway. Yeah, it was beautiful. Whoever had it had kept it so well. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
So my brief shining moment, I, I grew up in a Christian home, um, never really heard the gospel. It was like, you know, here, here's God's Word, here are His um, principles, and you have to do it. You have to run with these things. And you very shortly realize you can't. You can't. And so, and also, um, my dad is a scientist, and so he believed that evolution was the way that God chose to do creation. Right. If you can't believe the first sentence of the Bible, what does that say for the rest of it? Anyway, so that was kind of my background. And I, I just saw the hypocrisy of all of that and just rejected it rejected God, rejected truth. Um, and then, uh, I'm sure it was people's prayers for me. Um, I was drawn to a Baptist church, and at one communion, the, the pastor was so faithful to say, you know, if, if you're not part of the family of God, faith in Christ, you know, you can take the elements as they come through and, you know, just put the bread in your pocket and, you know, nobody's going to challenge you, you know. But this is between you and God, and we want you to be faithful. Like, well, you know, I grew up in church, and I, I went through confirmation. Sure, I'm a member of the family. Well, the next time we did communion, I, again, it was just God. And he said, almost this audible voice, yes, you can take that bread. You can put it in your pocket. Or you can take that bread, and you can surrender your life to me. And you can put that bread in your mouth and become a member of the family of God. Oh, wow. And it was like, as you were talking about Paul's experience, and I had been through depression, I'm just going, what is going on with me? Because I'm not a depressed kind of person. Anyway, so I did. And it was exactly like scales falling from my eyes. And I literally felt walking from death to life, from darkness into light. It was just a phenomenal experience. And I'm just so reticent about and, and sharing now, truth with people. Nancy, what a go ahead. A phenomenal! I'm just listening and just wanting to explode. I'm like, man, you made my day right there. I've heard a lot of salvation stories. I've never heard one in communion. But I mean, how cool is that? I mean, it's like oh, it is. You know, in you communion. Yes, and you can imagine what happens to me every communion service. Oh, I am just crying. And, <laughs> and I would bet a lot of listeners from now on the next communion service they go to, they're going to remember your story because just like Richard Burton said, right? You stole it strong and clear. I mean, and, and that story has phenomenal power. Nancy, God bless you. Yeah. Thank you so much for oh, sharing that shining moment. Wow. You made my You're day. You're welcome. And thank, thank you for doing this. Because All right. It's an awesome, awesome adventure. Thank you so God much. God bless. Bye-bye. Yeah, he does, and you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we have Susan. I, I bypassed her accidentally. Susan, oh, sh are you still there with us, Susan? Ooh, I bet. I hope she'll call back, because I, I meant to go to her next, because she was in the next order, and I messed up. But anyway, Susan, I hope you'll call back. We really want to hear your story. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We have Keith is in High Point. Keith. Do you have a brief hey, shining morning? I'm so glad you called. Well, I'm glad I was able to call. <laughs> Me too. My, it, I've had a whole lot of shining moments since uh, 
past 30 years, but the one that uh, sticks out the most is the one that's been happening. Uh, things have been happening to me since 2017. And I had a serious medical uh, thing that came upon me. It was an aortic arch Ooh. aneurysm and uh, called it in time. And uh, But anyway, when I got out of the hospital, when I woke up in the hospital, I thought, oh, my gosh, what has happened? You know, I thought, I've always believed the Lord and believed that, you know, I've been saved for years. And, of course, you know, walk around with tubes in me. But anyway, I get home from the hospital. As I'm walking and looking through the house at some things I've been collecting over years, I'm thinking, you know, this is a bunch of garbage. You know, it had no meaning to me. And when I'm sitting outside... Uh, on the chase lounge chairs, I'm thinking about God and and, and uh, how He saved me from sin. But the fact is, I realized my my moment was, you know, we known Jesus died for me, but it was after that operation that's when I realized how serious sin really is to God. We think, oh yeah, we just stole this or. We said this is uh, the the uh, the impact that had on me, and I was thinking that you know I I did all those things in my past that you know, and Jesus still died for me. That just blew my mind, and uh, been thinking about it ever since. And I, like I say, I've been saved, and I knew God saved me from my sins, and you know I knew I'd sin, but it was after that operation. Is like another layer got pulled from my eyes, and I just thought, "My wow. gosh, that's it's a just, <laughs> it was is mind blowing." I've had two other operations since then, and people said, "Well, you know, God won't give you any more than you can handle." I said, "God hadn't done nothing to me." I said, "He's delivering me." Oh wow! And I, I hate we got to go to a break, Keith. That was awesome, awesome. We need your story. We know you got it. It's powerful. 866-348-7884. The number to call in and share. Don't let it be forgot that once there was a spot for one brief shining moment. shining moment today on the christian car guy and finally we have susan back i'm going to go right to her because i susan i feel so bad i didn't take you in the right order but i'm so excited to hear you all right don't feel bad don't feel bad the first shall be last the last shall be first (laughs) oh well said i'll take a back seat any day on that note (laughs) well said well said so tell us about your story well it's it's awesome. I'm writing a testimony about it, but I was born mentally retarded, and I could not talk for six years. Wow. And so my mom always took me to um psychiatrist and whatever, and she, she played the piano and organ, and so she would always go to church, take me to church, and my dad, and all of us four kids, and so... Uh, but when it was time for me to go to church, oh, go to school, excuse me, it was time for me to start school, she went to my dad. She said, Walter, she cannot start school. 
he said, well, Virginia, do something. And we had prayer meetings in the home, and we would go to prayer meetings as well as go to church. So my mother was very, very religious and a great Christian woman in the faith, and so was my dad. He was a toy maker. and So here we go to a, a prayer meeting, and there were two evangelists in town, Ron and Don Johnson. I'll never forget them. And one said to me, can I pray for you? And I shook my head because I couldn't talk. I could hear, but I couldn't talk. And so he asked everybody there at the prayer meeting, well, let's begin praying for Susan. So they all began praying, and all of a sudden I saw the brightest light fill up the room, and I said, I see a light. And from then on I was healed, and I could go to school. And so... I just thank God for that. Yeah. And so the title of my the title of my book will be "I Can See the Light." <laughs> I saw the light for yes, one brief shining it, moment. I mean, wow! Oh yes, it was light. It was the most brightest light, and and you know, it was the light of Christ, obviously that I saw. And so I have I have a wonderful, beautiful testimony in that. Can you imagine my life if I had not gotten healed? I can't imagine. I can't imagine, you know? And for and, his, but, and for and his glory, the people, it. oh, my goodness. Tell me about that. Yeah. yeah, you got saved? And then I got saved, royally saved at 17. And so and the Holy Spirit got filled with the Holy Spirit, the gift of tongues. And I sang in the Spirit for about 30 minutes to an hour at my grandmother's house. And so um, my grandmother was, and grandparents were great Christians on both sides, and so. But anyway, I got saved, and then, uh, then what a story! A later, I, I saw the pre-rapture with the Jesus with his hands wide open in the sky. Oh, wow! So I your parents, I'm I'm curious. You're six years old. Do you recall going yeah. back to that? I mean, there had to be a lot of people oh, in the yeah. church that knew that you could. Oh, oh yeah, I couldn't talk. People would say hi. How are you doing? And I, I couldn't answer them because I was too slow to formulate a sentence from their question. The mind was just so backwards and just too slow. It couldn't. It could hear them, but it couldn't answer them. It was just way too slow. It was like the mind on, you know, say people travel at 55. It was a mind going about 10 or 15 miles an hour is how slow. You know, it's it's fascinating about that, Susan. In um, yeah, my brothers and sisters, what my brothers and sisters would testify to this as well. That mm -hmm. my fourth grade teacher told my mother, "He will never get out of elementary school." <laughs> wow. Oh well, you know the and Lord that, is and, wonderful. Yeah, isn't he? And 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 she thought. And she she really thought that they needed to put me in a special school and that I was retarded mm, and all these different mm. things, and same Isn't kind of thing. Fun? And and then, and oh, and truly, I was I was terrified. Oh Most people don't realize yeah. this, but I was terrified. Oh yeah, you're terrified. You're terrified uh -huh. to go into places to do things. I um yeah. one time I thought my sister was going to pull my eyes out because I would not go oh put gas in the gas can and she was so mad at me but I was terrified <laughs> to go anywhere and so oh, yeah. yeah and you know mm. what I'm saying right and, and yeah. so oh, yeah. fear fear has 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 when God, been a big part of my life you're right <laughs> when it's God fear. called me yeah. to do the Christian Car Guy show we had quite a discussion oh, I'm like <laughs> are you, you kidding me? me do you know who you're talking yeah. to here. 
Uh, <laughs> so I can, I can, I can relate. Yeah. Isn't that? But, yeah. but let me re- awesome. let me replay for you. And I'm not calling you foolish, baby. Oh he's no, it is awesome. These foolish things that that are around us. He uses it for his glory. It, you know, he really to confound does. the wise. So, so it's awesome. It, God's I, awesome. Yeah. Here's your here's your mission, Susan. Ask yeah, you every person. All odds and so did I. Okay. Sorry. Ask every person if they've heard the story. Yeah. And tell them strong and clear if they have not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes, amen. There well, once there was a fleeting wisp of glory called Camelot. Susan, you oh, are an amazing oh, yeah. woman. Thank you. I hope I get to meet oh, you someday. Well, we live you. in the same city. So, oh, I know, I know. I go to Open Door over here on Burnt Mill. Okay. And let me tell you, the signs, <laughs> the signs and wonders are following from there. Thank <laughs> you, Susan. They're, God bless they you. They love the Lord. Okay, thank you. God so bless you. So glad you called Bye-bye. in today. That's quite a story, Jim. It's amazing. And, you know, we think about all the bright, shining moments, really. They're out there every single day. People have been praying and God has you in this time and place for such a time as this, right? And and you have this sense that I'm supposed to do something or the sense I'm supposed to be part of something, and you don't really understand it. It so easily could be a bright, shining moment. Let's pray, right? I mean, as, as we just heard from our hero there, well, almost every day in the Jesus labor love, I get a chance to pray, and I need to talk about that. We have the ministry for single moms, widows, and families in crisis called the Jesus Labor Love. It's part of the Christian Car Guy show. Of course, if you go to christiancarguy.com, you can find out all about the Jesus Labor Love. Apply for help, or you can apply to to help with the people that, that need the help, or you can pray for the applicants, or you can even donate, because we often, like this week, several times, we are in need of money that was supplied by listeners, and in some cases lately, because at my dad's funeral, we did the Jesus labor love instead of flowers. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the people that did that. So just yesterday, <laughs> I had this lady named Monica and, and she, her daughter had wrecked her car. And, you know, I thought, well, maybe we could get it to raise body shop. Jerry, you know, my guy, he can fix it. And I've, she sent me a picture. I sent it to Jerry. Jerry was overwhelmed, and he's like, "Robbie, I don't, know, you know, <laughs> I don't know, what, you know, what we can do with this." And all of a sudden, Jerry said, "Robbie, what about Benchmark Auto Sales? Well, the best thing that she could do." And just think about the inspiration here and where that really came from. Because I'm overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. We've already prayed, by the way, that we could help Monica. And then all of a sudden, Jerry says. Well, we need to send her, send her to Benchmark because there she could trade in the car. She owed just a little bit of money on it, and hopefully we can get her in another car. But see, I find it more than fascinating to me that God has orchestrated all this stuff in the Jesus labor love. The people that help, the people that need help. And I will tell you that it's been my experience that the people that helped almost got more out of it than the people that got the help (laughs) the people that donated cars you know it's better to give than to receive so we got that i want to mention that we got a car show coming up in douglasville georgia last weekend last saturday of the month you know we've done that for three years now it's a big deal it's out there outside of atlanta you can find out about that at christiancarguy.com and of course we got a new episode of Christian Car Guy Theater. Hopefully it'll come out next week. You can get all the podcasts, previous shows, 
All you have to do now is just look at your phone and say, hey, Siri, I want to listen to Christian Car Guy podcast, and boom, it plays. Or you can say, Alexa, at home, Alexa, I want to hear the Christian Car Guy podcast, and you could hear this show, hear Susan's story and Nancy's story, all the stories we heard today. All you got to do is ask Alexa. She's there for you. (laughs) Jim, thank you for being on with us today. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you for all those who called in with amazing stories. And remember... Ask every person if they've heard the story and tell it strong and clear if they have not.